0: Welcome to the Weekly Beat by Mansa, with your hosts Arnold Segawa, Maggie Mutesi, and Dumi Jere, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa.
1: Good evening, and welcome to yet again another episode of the Weekly Beat by Mansa. My name is Maggie Omotesi, and I'm coming to you from uh, Cabvard this time around. Michael, my colleague, is joining us from the US. Michael, how is it?
2: It is a pretty good day. Uh, looks like we have some cloud cover, and I expect it's only going to get better onwards. And uh, on
1: the show today, we have a very special guest joining us from Cape uh, Verde as well, Mohambi. Mohambi, thanks for joining us.
3: Hey guys, it's a pleasure. I'm sitting here on the rooftop in the beautiful island of Mindelo, Capo Verde. And I recommend everybody who is going to hear this special podcast to at least once in their life visit this beautiful country of Cape Verde.
1: So guys, we're just going to jump right into this. I mean, Moham and I find each other on the same island because they just launched the first floating studio in Africa. Africa in Mindelo, which is literally bringing creatives together uh, for partnerships, for mentorship. And um, it's a first step being taken towards creating an ecosystem uh, for musicians, for artists, for journalists, for any creatives across the continent. Mohammed, just give me an idea of how did this feel, especially being here for the past three days when it happened? What did it mean to you?
3: so Maggie very good question thank you so when it comes to me personally as an artist you know we get to get invitations to go to uh, events and to meet with people and and as an entrepreneur the same thing but I found this weekend was very unique and very special is that mix and fusion of entertainment and business which makes the businessman who came to Mindelo this weekend to maybe sign a deal or do some prospect prospection, he found himself in the most probably the most relaxed laid back welcoming warm and uh environment and with the best music in the world basically so we have had an amazing weekend and i'm very very happy and i want to thank everybody who made this happen on every level for this amazing life-changing weekend in capo verde
2: i personally want to hear more about um you know this event that brought together like the African Union, like Maggie mentioned, um, it's very interesting to see that there is um, interest towards the creative industry. Like if you say trust back five years, 10 years ago, that conversation will be very, very different. So who are the people behind it? And what are you looking at as, you know, say the bigger picture, like So I think it's really about
3: cultural innovation because we as an African people have always been Forced, I would like to even use as a word, but to our advantage in this case, we have been forced to innovate. And uh, that is something that we do as creators, as artists, but even in the private sector, uh, from a business point of view, you always have to create, right? And innovate. So this is definitely, I believe, a hub. It's a platform that has been created, a social nation, Africa. And if you know, you need to socialize in order to to be part of it. And this is something that we definitely, (laughs) if you don't socialize, you're not part of a nation. I quote Mr. Beaneman himself, who had to fly back to Jamaica <laughs> this morning. But he was with us all weekend. And he changed our lives, you know. This person came into my life and I was—I felt like I, you know, I was sometimes hearing myself speaking an older version, a more wise version of myself speaking. So we have had a really, really good time. Late nights, early mornings, and uh, the party never ends on an island like this. They call it the Little Brazil, just to give you guys a little, you know, hint of, what can happen here in uh, Saint-Vicent?
1: I mean, on another fun side, to be honest, I found myself uh, speaking English patois. Is that how they call it? At some point I said, how are you doing? And I was thinking, oh, that's what happens when you <laughs> hang out with people. <laughs> <They're just laughs> but nevertheless, I really want to take this away. And for me, I want to bring it to the business investment perspective of it. For a very long time, there's been a gap in terms of investments into the creative arts. Um, and I'm going to take this and break it down that sometimes... Even when people talk about creatives or artists, they're like, oh, you come and do this. You know, we're going to give you a platform to shine. Like, no, 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 no. You're supposed to pay for this. When we look at the arts, for example, in America, uh, vis-a-vis in in Africa or other countries, the arts in America are literally on another level. In 2019 alone, they brought in about 919 billion U.S. dollars. That's the value of the arts and culture in America. and they amounted to about close to 5% of the country's GDP. Now, compare that like really to Africa. I don't know. There is still such a long way to go. Nevertheless, something like this really gives some bit of um, exciting. But Michael, for you, do you feel like the investors, of course, this is a big step that some investors get it to say, let's put a hub in place.
2: Right. Is it confident enough? Maggie, here's how I would look at it, Right. Africa is not poor of talent. Let me put it that way. So we cannot just simply say the creative industry is not worth betting on. I want to give you an example, right? If you look at some trends that we saw as of the last two years or maybe three, most of the trends show you that African music has been growing uh, exponentially, Right. I want you to look at the likes of say, uh, Burner Boy or WhizKeed or, uh, say if you go to South Africa, you have Nasty Sea. They've been setting trends and that can give investor confidence that if I put this X amount of money into this particular industry, there is, you know, fruits to reap. And you can see that now to see this from an African perspective where African investors come and put their heads together, look at how to uh, grow the industry. I want to say it's very exciting.
1: I mean, you make a point, but, you know, it's good to look at the economics. I guess that's where Mohammed gets in to give us a perspective. Is it too much of dreaming to think that we will have artists that have built really big businesses or companies that have looked beyond just their music?
3: So as uh, Michael said earlier, the problem is not the talent, right? Our problem here in our continent is the infrastructure and the community communication. That's why we don't really have what people would say call in the Western world an industry when it comes to music specifically, but also other cultural colleges, right? So where the talent will meet the infrastructure, that's when we will have an industry. And what I like about these initiatives that are being created, such as Social Nation and this uh, floating hub, very symbolically, but it's the start of something. It's the start of African entrepreneurs and business people who realize that we need to take ownership of our culture and our narrative. And this is the start of something great because in order for us to do that collectively, we need to unite. We need to meet up somewhere. People from diff- various African countries need to meet up and exchange and realize that we are so powerful when we are together under the same roof and driving to or going or walking or swimming in the same direction. So, This is what I believe is the start of something very good. But then there is also another aspect when it comes to monetization, when it comes to actually Mm. capitalize on the fact that we are one billion people on this continent. The way to capitalize that is to reform the rules and the laws of copyright and intellectual property. Mm. Because we also need to have ownership of our creativity and stop relying Mm. every time on a foreign systems and foreign structures and foreign platforms today i give you an example the artists that we, the superstars that we have today african mm. global superstars that has been mentioned mm. such as whiskey burner boy yeah. Pupa, uh, you know we have many 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 they still rely on yes. foreign platforms i'm also I include myself in that but the reason why i moved back to africa three years ago was to also play my part in changing and making sure that we walk towards owning our own narrative. The ownership is so important. So I created a media platform, we've done a lot of lobbying with the government when it comes to reforming the intellectual property rules, the copyright rules in order to create societies locally that can collect money Mm. so that our creative people can start living from their work and stop being beggars and instead become heroes and become models and become respected because the culture Mm. is the people. So if you want to put your people first, you should invest on your culture.
1: Um, our colleague Dumi is joining us, also live from uh, South Africa in Johannesburg. Um, he came in a little bit late, but uh, this is an exciting conversation because we've always talked about monetization and investment you know, in the industry. And from what I understood clearly when you were speaking was infrastructure is important more than just creating stars on the continent. Dumi, I don't know what you think about this.
2: I
0: think on my part, I would focus on, I would say, maybe the distribution side of things. Because when you look at, uh, well, the continent and the major, call it four key markets, well, Nigeria will be in there, South Africa will be in there, Kenya would also be in there. When you look at the infrastructure and you compare it with South Africa, yes, for example, uh, Nigeria will have maybe major labels in place or publishing in place or tourism in place, uh, but they're all still trying to build it. Kenya would have the best technology system when it comes to the business side of things. I would say perhaps they probably stand out as one of the countries that has a great music distribution platform. And uh, they seem to be doing a better job than anywhere else in Africa, according to me. So all in all, I guess what I'm trying to say is focusing on distribution would be a key game changer when we look at um, music on the continent. And I'm sure Mohombi will agree around um, the distribution platforms when we don't have as much as we should have in the continent. But um, the good news is that, well, when I look at music in Africa, it's reaching an international stage much faster, as Africans were, call it able to do business. So that means there's a great opportunity for us to follow up from the business side of things.
3: Yeah, I hear you. It's very interesting what you said, and I totally agree, because the fact is that if we really look at it from a macro perspective, it's a catch-22, because today, uh, we as Africans still use the references of our success based on uh, platforms like YouTube like Spotify that don't necessarily monetize all the countries in Africa there's so many countries hundreds of millions of people that watch YouTube every day but they don't count when it comes to monetization because the agreements haven't been made yet and it's probably going to take some time so this being said we still today don't have our own platforms the way we can control and we can plug so instead of saying, guys, I would love you to listen to my news. Let me give you guys my personal yeah. experience. It doesn't make sense for my artist. I take, for example, uh, Lumino, who's an artist in, in DRC that I developed. It doesn't make sense for him yeah. to post on Instagram and tell his fans to go and listen to his song on Spotify. Because number one, you cannot open a Spotify account from DRC today. And DRC counts $100 million people in population. The potential is huge. So it will make sense for him to tell people, go on Muska to listen to my new single is coming out and guys, show me your support, show me your love. Because not only is he going to monetize from every stream, but there is going to give his fans a sense of ownership. This is ours, you know, and this is something we really need to do on every level, every country. I think this is something we need to encourage and support. And this is the reason why I'm here this weekend in Mindelo, to support this type of, of initiatives because I definitely uh, see this thing uh, growing and becoming the network, the platform, the ecosystem that we need in the entertainment industry uh, in Africa.
2: Mohambi, let's assume an artist and I wanted to work with this particular platform that you're working with. How do you sway me in? Like, how do you get me into, say, being on Muska instead of uh, going with what we are? Kind of program to work with, you know, Amazon Music, Spotify, all these uh, big name. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that you should have
3: your music everywhere. Of course, you know, I mean, it's include like it's not exclusivity. This is inclusivity because we all need to be part of this ecosystem. So, but to register, to subscribe, to upload your music, it's very, very easy. And we are developing a mechanism that's even going to make it super easy. That there won't be any human. Involved because everything we're gonna be digitalized. You just upload your music. You get your your the codes that you need to get in uh, that also are connected to the global coding because every song has an identity code, right? So all of this is something we need. To, I mean, today it's just sending an email, getting in touch. I mean, you go on the website, everything is there. It's very, very simple. And it doesn't cost anything. We're just happy to get your music on board on the platform and then you do your marketing for your people. And then there are some artists, some projects. If we feel that we have a certain uh, attachment to it or a certain preference, we can finance. We can finance the digital marketing, we can finance the development of the project, you know, all different levels depending on its case to case. But yeah, that's what we do at Muska. That
2: sounds pretty interesting to me. So we have a
3: 15 50 million songs online. We have the license with the universities. So we have both international content, but also local content.
1: For a very long time, even in Africa, and for me, I'm coming from a policy level, even when governments do budgets or uh, put their priorities, never have we seen them saying, we're going to focus or we're going to try to push for art for car, for culture or for co- creatives. This is not something that we have taken really serious, but it feels like um, the infrastructure is more important than even having the stars. This is for me how I'm actually getting this. And the infrastructure can only happen if we have investors putting in the money because I'm assuming all this too requires really huge investments to be able to create such platforms.
3: Mm. Slowly but surely, we will get there, Maggie. I promise.
1: Domi, I hear you say... We have mm-hmm, to. Mm-hmm, because you come from <laughs> South
3: Africa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. um, Let me tell you a story about the
0: uh-huh part. <laughs> uh, um. On the advice of counsel, I'm going to invoke my fifth amendment. Uh I have a funny
3: story. It's an elevator story. I was in Kigali for the African Basketball League Awards. And I was staying at the hotel. And I walk into the elevator and I see this uh, beautiful African woman uh, looking herself in the mirror. And then I walk in, you know, as she was facing her, you know. So I walk in and I say, hi, good morning. She... Turned around and look at me. She's like, "Uh huh." (laughs)
1: Huh?
3: Right. I say good morning. She said, "Uh huh." And then I look at her and I answer, "Uh huh." (laughs) And that says it all, right? You don't have to say anything more than that. You know, if. You said everything. That's, this is African magic. African magic.
1: <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. I think we're running out of time. Anyway, Mohombi. thanks a lot for joining us. But as we wind this up, it's important to look into the future to see, you know, uh, where we're heading, you know, what the priorities are. And I just wanted to bring you in to give us your last thoughts
3: before you leave. First of all, I want to thank you guys for this invitation. It's been a pleasure. It's always very enriching and enlightening to speak about these things because I'm very passionate and it's my industry. You know, I, I was born into, I was born to make music and to create. I would really like as a songwriter that I am, who have had many, many billboard hits for other artists that I have written and composed. What I'm trying to get at is this. I w- dream of an Africa where I can register myself to an African songwriting society where I can collect my eyes closed and trust the fact that all my royalties are going to be you know, collected the right way, they are going to be distributed the right way, and that I can really feel proud to belong to an African-owned ecosystem as an African, the crea- African creator that I am. So this is a life mission that I have given myself and I will not give up until my last breath. And things are moving rapidly, we are entering into a technological revolution, and uh, that Africa is a part of, like any other continent, on the same level. And this is the beauty about yeah. it. You know, we, we have a, we have a clean slate. We can have we have a fresh start. We can do things our way. We can think our future, and we can manifest it and create it together. And this is my passion. This is my dream. And um, yeah. Thank you so
0: much for this uh, good talk.
1: Thanks, Mohombi. Do me as we wind up.
0: So I'm very excited, Mohombi, about um, the kind of initiatives that you're doing outside just of singing, but also looking, let's call it the business side of things, how to get the music more out there. Uh, Africa is going to become a powerhouse, definitely. I mean, obviously, because the target market is close to 500 million people across the continent who own smartphones, and across countries, and that reaches mm-hmm. a critical mass that makes uh, you know the financial opportunities enough to build uh, a business around uh, the business of music. And so African solutions, I've always preached about um, um, African solutions to African problems. So when you're mentioning about Spotify and not uh, playing in DRC, it's the same thing in, say, Zimbabwe or in Malawi or any of those countries. Um, and at the end of the day, we've got to come up with stuff that is going to cater to our Mm -hmm. continent. So the product offering uh, is particular to the continent. Um, It's just a matter of transcending uh, above the different uh, spaces or the different places or just rather just the differences and create something that uh, applies to the rest of the continent. So I'm excited uh, about the plans that you have. And uh, I really, really look forward to hearing more and supporting more. Uh, The onus is on us at the end of the day to develop, Africa together to look at ways in which we make calculated business decisions and hopefully train the next generation of potential uh, music business
2: execs. Uh Yes. Thank you so much. Much appreciated.
1: Michael, as we wind up.
2: When I look at the Mansa Floating Hub and uh, Muska, I relate to that too. In a sense, I have a lot of friends who are artists, make music, and it's very hard for them to even get their music on stay Spotify or YouTube in the first place. Now, do me say it's very hard for it to use Spotify in some African countries. I'm from Rwanda and I know that to be a fact. So you have this rich talent, you have this really good music, the production is up there, but even putting it out is hard and people won't hear it because they don't have access to it. So I personally and I'm going to call my friends right out now, now, you know, they should definitely be joining platforms like these hearing more about programs like this so they can join and uh sick mentorship, I see definitely a brighter future with this.
1: Thank you so much Michael, thanks uh, gentlemen for joining us on the show today Um, I think it's quite interesting to see what the future holds or to hear your thoughts on uh, how to create a sustainable system for the creatives across the continent, I think the time is now and it's good to see the progress that we are making in terms of creating infrastructure platforms, investments all being made into the sector now that brings us to the end of today's weekly beat my name is Maggie Omotesi today I've been uh, in the driver's seat but it's been quite exciting and if you missed this please check out our website uh, media.africa, or on our social media platforms at mans underscore media on twitter instagram and linkedin and follow all the latest in the business world thank you
0: the weekly beat by Mansa with your hosts Arnold Segawa Maggie Mutesi and Dumi Jerry, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa.